Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Guardians of the Future podcast. I'm Justin Latta, and I am super excited today. We're going to have a, a guest on. I know we haven't uh, done a podcast in a few weeks, but you know, spring training is happening, and honestly, there isn't a whole lot to, to gain from spring training, unfortunately, especially when looking at stats and uh, if I were there in person, there would be, you know, certain things I could I could tell you, but uh, not being there in person, I'm not going to infer a whole lot based on stats and a little bit of video we're getting from uh, MLB TV and, and the broadcast. Anyway, uh, so this episode will have Alan Miller, the Lake County captain's new owner. Uh, excited to talk to him about all things coming up uh, in year 20 of the captain's new promotions, his background in minor league baseball and marketing and just the exciting things you're going to see in Lake County this year. They're going to be on MILB TV for the first time for those who maybe can't get out to the ballpark or can't get out every night. Um, I think it's going to bring, you know, a new breath of fresh air into this, into this ballpark and into this franchise. And um, there's a lot of cool things I think going to be happening. We're going to be talking about uh, with Alan and just the transformation of, of how you view baseball in, in 2022 or 2023, I should say, and, and Lake County and East Lake as well. So I'm excited to get to that with him. Um, so stick around for that interview. And after that, we'll, we'll touch on a few things, um, spring training related and just some other observations that I, I can share and, and that are, that are going on and what we think about the season. I might even throw in a few guys you might see at Lake County this year. So, uh, we'll have Alan coming up on the other side of this. And, uh, after that, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about spring training, uh, as well. So enjoy the interview with Alan and, uh, we'll catch you on the other side. Thanks for listening. All right. As promised, we've got Alan Miller, the new owner of the Lake County Captains. Going to be an exciting year ahead. A lot of changes, a lot of new things. Uh, really looking forward to it. We're just a, you know close to a month away from opening day. So, Alan, thanks for taking the time to do this. And uh, I got to imagine you're pretty excited to kick things off, too. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's going to be a, a fun season. We're, uh, we're finishing touches. We're getting everything rolling. Uh, the amount of changes this season are immense. Um, but we're really excited about opening day, and I, and I think the fans and everyone is really going to see it from a from a visual perspective, um, and all the way down through everything you see at the game is going to be a bit enhanced and, and and different and exciting. And we're just uh, we're overwhelmed and excited to to share out share this with uh, with with everyone there. So a little bit about your background, people who may not know, you uh, are the owner and president of Collide Agency, and you've branched that off into multiple. Uh, arms and and sports is one of those big ones. You have a, a, a huge background in sports to go with marketing. Uh, I wish I had the hat with me, but I, I do have a Portland Pickles hat somewhere in my collection up there. Uh, somewhere I, I was, I always love looking for new minor league hats. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, that who they're affiliated with or if they're a college team. I worked in college ball for a little bit. I, I love the brand and uh, just kind of tell me how you, how you got into that and, and how that came about. Well, I think probably similar to you. I, I, you know, I've always loved minor league baseball, and I, uh, I, it's a passion for me. I, I have my whole life collected minor league hats, minor league jerseys. Uh, the stranger, the better. Um, I, I always just think it's such a great opportunity to get to know and understand a local community. Um, what is it about the community that makes it special? What are the food items that are special? Um, how do I get, you know, try all the local beers in one spot? Um, minor league baseball just has so many great things when done well. Um, I've been a fan my whole life. I've studied it my whole life. And so when I get the opportunity to, you know, to, to be an owner and, and, and kind of build and share what that experience should be, it's, it's, it's really a dream come true. And I mean, it's definitely a great amount of work 
Um, I, I really believe, you know, people that run sports teams, I mean, this is, this is one of the hardest, most detailed uh, experiences. I mean, you've got to be good and have people that are good at so many different things to be truly excellent at it. And I think that's what we've seen with really great teams. Um, they really excel in a lot of different things, understanding what food and beverage is, understanding, you know, how to sell tickets, understanding what merchandise should look like, understanding how to market it. Um, it's not just, you know, it's not one person. It's it's having sort of best in class and a lot of things. And when you do it right, I think magic happens. And that's what we uh, we try to do every day. And that's why for the teams that we work on, it's uh, it's exciting because our goal is for something to happen each night that you've never seen before. So did you grow up going to a lot of minor league games or and in, in going to baseball games? Is that kind of how you got into that and started collecting hats and, and being passionate about all the quirky things that come along with minor league baseball, like you just said? Well, it's funny, actually, because I, I, I grew up in Southern California and I, I wound up going to a lot of Dodger games, Angel games. And honestly, I found it to be a little bit lackluster. I mean, I was always like, OK, I get it. I can have a Dodger dog and do this. And I, I, you know, it was always so restrictive. I always found it to be like, well, I wish there were more things I could do with these games or more interesting things other than just watching the game. Um, and then I, I found out about the California League um, and I started going out to um, seeing games in from Bakersfield to High Desert to Lake Elsinore to Inland Empire. Uh, and and that kind of started my rabbit hole because I, I I, 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 once I got out there and realized, wow, I can, I can talk to the player. I can, you know, I can, um, you know, the, the food is great. The entertainment's always something, you know, unique and interesting. So I, I really started to kind of get into seeing that and having that experience. And I mean, I, I was just blown away. I, I just, I was, I became very obsessive with it and looking at, uh, you know, traveling, uh, all my, tra all my travel became around different minor league sports and trying to understand what they were doing. That was great. Um, and it just, you know, that took me on to going to games in all over Asia and going to games all over Mexico, um, wow. seeing, you know, professional sports all over the world. I think there's so many cool things you can take from it. Um, so I really, you know, I think that's what's fun about our our teams is you, you we, we like to try to take something we've seen from a game in Japan or a game in Mexico and try to integrate it um, and see how it works. Um, and uh, and I, that's just really the fun part of it for us. So. Yeah, we've been to a lot of games, a lot of places, seen really great teams, seen really bad teams. Um, but, you know, I think if we're going to go into this, we should be really good at it and we should study it and we should um, we, we should really try to be the best at it we can. And I think we owe it to our community. Um, you know, that's what's really fun about it is we want to make East Lake the center of the universe uh, this summer. And and that takes a lot of work and a lot of creativity. And luckily, we have a tremendous team of people there who are really excited about where we're going with it. That's cool. You know, a lot of people have like the goal of seeing all 30 major league parks, things like that. I think what you said is, is a lot more interesting. Not only have you seen baseball, you know, at different levels, but different countries, I feel like has to be a really cool experience. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited for the world baseball classic coming up because there's so much more fun and different things that people do in, in baseball and sports in different countries that I don't think people are exposed to. I remember the last world baseball classic there was like, if it was Mexico or Japan, they had like instruments in the, in the stands. Like, you know, as Clevelanders, we had John Adams, who unfortunately recently just passed away. We had the drum in the stands with him for years. So I feel like this is an area that would embrace something like that. But it does does sound like uh, that's a unique thing you've gotten to do. And I'm sure there's a lot of things you can bring from from seeing sports in different countries and how communities interact with that stuff. Absolutely. And I think they've done a, you know, Mexico specifically and in and, and a lot of Asian countries, they've done a really good job at understanding how that 
you know, a baseball game is an event. It's not just a, a random game. You got to turn it into an event. You got to make it special. You got to create that kind of energy. Um, and that's what, like you said, seeing World Baseball Classic is the closest thing Americans have seen to this. I mean, I, I'm very fortunate that I, I go, every, I try to go every year to the um, Caribbean series um, from, you know, the Dominican to Puerto Rico to Mexico. Those fans are unbelievable. Those home audiences are incredible what they can do. Um, but it shows what's possible. It's not something that's necessarily cultural. It's just something they've really tried and they've made a really important effort to create that energy. Um, and, and that's what we need to do as well. Um, it just doesn't come naturally. You really have to work hard at it and make sure you have the right people um, there to create that experience. Um, that has a lot to do with who you market to, who you want in the park, um, that people have to be open and, um, you know, they have to be open to new things. They have to be open to to energy and loudness. You know, there's some teams that are like, you know, we like it quiet and we want it to be very calm. And that's what we like about baseball. And that's fine, but it's not a park that I want to go to. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. And that's not why my league baseball exists. I think you, you had a great point too. It's an event and, you know, you have no control over what players are there. You have no idea how good they're going to be. And uh, luckily for Guardians fans, the, the Guardians farm system is pretty good. And the captains have, had a lot of successful teams, especially last year, making the, the championship round. But it is, it is an event, and you can connect with the community in ways. And I think what you said, too, about growing up and being able to talk to players and, and do different things at games, because that's how you get you grow baseball fans, right? It's That's how you grow the game, because, you know, you can't go to, to Dodger Stadium and, and talk to, you know, Mike Piazza or whoever. You, you can – Talk to him maybe in Modesto or wherever he's playing in the minor leagues. You can get his autograph and you could do a lot of other fun things. And especially if it's in places that maybe don't have professional baseball uh, and, you know, Lake County and Cleveland are a little bit closer together than most places, but you really get a chance to grow the game that way in, in, in many different ways too, which I think is really special about it. Well, you make a great point. And I think that this is part of the reason why Lake County was so enticing to, to us is that, you know, there, it, it isn't a great, it's, Cleveland's a great sports town. I mean, there's no arguing about, you know, it is a great, the fans are great fans. They love, they love their sports and they, it is a priority. Um, and the fact that we're so close to the Guardians and you have the greatest players in the world, one place and down the street, you've got this experience and this energy and the newest and the hottest prospects playing in an entirely different environment is great because we can work off of each other in ways that are a lot of teams that are, you know, sort of out in the middle of nowhere can't do that. Um, so we have a we have a real advantage here that we're so close, um, yet where experience is 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 very different and, and it's a different value proposition for people. Um, you, you're you know, you're going to be able to come out to a lot more late captains games um, sitting, you know, right behind home plate uh, and seeing guys. that are. I mean, this the Guardians are the number two. Um, farm system in baseball. I mean, you, these guys are within a year or two from playing, you know, down the road. And it's incredible to see that experience. And I think that's part of being a sports fan is it, it's, it is rewarding to see the guy you just saw throw two years later playing for the big club. I think that's the coolest thing. It really is. One thing I have to get into, because I know people who are listening to this and people who are captains fans and, and I've talked to over the years are, have been adamant and they've been excited about the chances for this. You guys are going to be on, I know you want people to come to the ballpark, but you're going to be on MILB TV for the first time this year. Uh, what can fans look forward to with that? Because that is something I know a lot of captains fans have been uh, hoping for for a long time. Yeah, I'm really excited to do that. I, I think it's going to be a tremendous opportunity. I mean, there's just too many, I mean, you can't go to the park every night necessarily, but I think that 
we want to put together a great show so you can watch these guys, see what's happening on a couple different, you know, a couple different aspects. I think one, it's a great opportunity to get to watch the games. Um, and two, I think that it's great that we're going to have such great content um, that we can share highlights uh, after every game. Um, so we're going to have, you know, we'll have a four plus camera setup. We'll be able to get, you know, every every highlight um, right live during the game for social media. We'll be able to share highlights afterwards. So, I mean, we're going to have a ton of these, um, you know, top pipeline prospects. And uh, I think all Guardians fans at all level want to see how these guys are doing. And I think we'll be able to provide that on a in a real time basis that just wasn't available before. And I think getting to know these guys at our level is going to be really, really important as they advance on throughout the system. So I'm hopeful um, that'll be a great experience. Also, it's going to be fun to be able to showcase some of the things we're doing at the park. Uh, you know, like I said, there's going to be a lot of different things happening. We've got a, you know, a nine hole mini golf course going in, in left center field. Uh, we've got, uh, we, we've got our Andrew Grover coming back for our on field uh, host that hasn't been there, you know, regularly for quite a long time. Um, we're, we're our promotion schedule is, uh, is quite exciting and creative. So it's going to be fun for fans to be able to see that through the broadcast as much as possible too. Uh, and then be able to come out and get excited, see some players they don't know about, see some promotions that they like, and be able to come and join us when they can. You hit on a great point. I, I was going to open with this, actually, but I for, I totally forgot to put it in my notes. But Andrew Grover, I'm a little bit biased. He's a good friend of mine. But I have to say, if that was your first move coming into Lake County, it was a great one. For those who, who haven't been to a captain's game or maybe haven't had the pleasure of being around Andrew Grover, let me tell you, uh, nobody has ever had a bad day meeting Andrew Grover, being at the ballpark with him. That guy is full of energy. Like if he was coaching a sport, I would run through a brick wall for him. Like he is just so, I don't know, just around him. You just feel good and you feel excited about things. So that was a, that was a great move. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Great. I, I'm excited. He's been a great asset to the, to the team since he came back and uh, we're already starting to plan some, some new, some new things, some old things. So it's, it's, well, like I said, we're lucky to have him. He's a local legend. Uh, and, you know, like I said, that's the start of a lot of things we want to start to bring back from from years that, you know, this team was, you know, leading the, the you know, minor leagues in attendance. Um, and there's a lot of those pieces we want to bring back and and we want to give people the reason to come out. I mean, there, there's been over the last few years, I think, you know, it's been slow. People haven't really thought about coming out. There hasn't been a real reason. We want to give people every reason in the book to come out and experience what Lake County Captains Baseball is all about. And He's uh, first and foremost a, a very very important part of the experience. Yeah, I'm sure he will be. Get out to a game and definitely be around the infectious energy. Everything else. All right. So you learned that Andrew Grover is a local legend. What what else have you learned about you know Cleveland and the east side of Cleveland since you've uh, come in and taken over? Well, you know, I don't. I, it's 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 a it's a great question. I, I've 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 really enjoyed my time. I mean, I, I've been out. I've basically been there. A, I mean, a lot <laughs> of last few months, and I've been really surprised. Um, just from like I said, I don't come in with a lot of expectations. I come into work really hard, and um, I've been really uh, excited about the beer scene. I didn't quite realize how important that was, and how many great craft breweries there are. Um, you know, we're going to be really excited to have Saucy uh, beer out at the park for the first time. Um, Brew Kettle will be out um, with selling beer for the first time. Um, we're trying to build out a great beer, um, you know, a beer cocktail list that's uh, that that does the city proud. So we're really taking a lot of time to make sure that's great. The food also, the food scene is awesome. I've found so many great local restaurants that are um, incredible. I've been very excited about. So um, I think what I've learned is, you know, people appreciate good food and good beer. Um, and I, I think that people have been really kind and welcoming. 
And so I, 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 I'm more motivated to do great things for everyone and make sure we, we really create this sort of pillar of baseball and entertainment in Lake County uh, that everyone else is really proud of. So, you know, there's a lot of great history. And, uh, and this is why I, ta- I, I really lean on a lot of the people who have grown up in the area. Um, and that, that's really kind of informed our promotion schedule. Um, I think it's really important that we're doing things that are authentic and true to the local community. And that's from anything from, um, you know, how we do our baseball, uh, you know, baseball history days on every, every Sunday this season. Um, we've got a midge night. We'll be talking about, you know, bugs. Uh, so there's a lot of fun stuff that's going to be developing, but I, I'm really impressed with the area. I, I, it really feels like a hidden gem. I'm starting to think now people don't talk about this area as much because they don't want more people coming. I think it's just a, <laughs> it's a real special place, and, and I can see that very, very clearly. I grew up in East Sider, Cleveland, so I know what it's all about, and I know how underrated it can be and, and a lot of good places out there. You're absolutely right. Uh, I did write down Midge Night as one of the promotions that, that stuck out to me. Any any chance we could see uh, Jabba Chamberlain or Foster Kermode or Roberto Hernandez come out as part of that? Well, we have a, we have some surprises we're working on. I think we're not ready to announce them, but there's some pretty exciting things that we're working towards. Um, you know, There's a lot of great promotions that we have on the schedule that we're we're working on some very specific details that I think will be very exciting. Um, I think that's the beauty of being at the park. I think there's going to be surprises all the time. Um, we've got a, you know, we, we have a great group of owners who have access to a lot of interesting people. Uh, we're going to try a lot of new things. We've got, you know, my partner, John Ryan, who's as a professional punter for 19 years, and he's going to come out and punt some balls on opening weekend. And we're going to give fans a chance to actually catch a punt from an NFL punter, which sounds like it may not be that hard, but <laughs> are. you're going to have to suit up. And I think it's going to be pretty exciting. So we've, we've got a lot of fun stuff we're, we're working towards. People always think that professional sports isn't that like I can make a three pointer. I could, I could get a hit off this guy. I could probably make, you know, catch that pass, but it's really not that easy. You're right. That, that will be fun to watch. Um, trying to think of the other ones I think are interesting. Cleveland card card show. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Like the card show scene and just cards in general have really exploded. I know a lot of people in this area, who go to a lot of shows that are really popular. So I'd imagine that's going to be a huge draw. Um, the other one I'm really excited about too, and I unfortunately won't be able to attend because I will be on my honeymoon, but um, random jersey night with Zach Meisel. I know Zach pretty well, and I can't tell you how many jerseys over the years I've sent him on Twitter, just telling him like, oh, look at this one at the ballpark. There's always so many good ones. So I thought that was a, a clever move to reach out because he's got quite the cold following when it comes to to random jerseys and people people love jerseys of the past of like oh yeah that guy played here and that's a lot of fun that was a a very clever move yeah i'm really excited I, i've been reading i've been reading his work on the athletic for a long time i think he's a great writer and uh, and really brings that home from an emotional standpoint i think it's cool to see those connections to old players and um, when i reached out about you know we talked about that he was all in to, to to do that so we've got some fun stuff lined up for that but i'm excited to see how random we can get that night Oh, I'm sure there will be there will be people going out and buying jerseys just for that night. I think I already saw one on Facebook. Someone was asking for like a jersey of a player. I was like, that guy literally played one game here. Like people are buying a jersey, I think, just for that night. Like I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, or maybe not surprised, considering you know you thought it was a great idea. Twentieth um, Cleveland sports history night. This is the twentieth year of the captain, so that's that's always a popular night. I I have seen the lines wrap around the stadium for that kind of stuff, bobbleheads and especially Cleveland sports history. And like, that's always a fun one. I'm sure you've got a lot of surprises in store for what, who are, who is showing up for that. 
Yeah, we're working toward it. It's really great. I mean, there's so many stories we want to tell. And, you know, we're talking about 20 years of history in Lake County. And we're talking about bringing logos back. We have a whole new merchandise line based on 20 years. Um, there's a lot of stories that we want to tell throughout the year. So, yes, there's a there's a lot of great surprises and exciting things coming with that as well. But, yeah, it's hard to believe. I mean, 20 years, um, a lot of things. We've got a championship in 20 years. You've got an amazing amount of players. You've got almost the entire current Guardians roster. So a lot of success that's that's been on and off the field. Yeah, and you guys are doing a, a championship ring replica. That's great. The from 2010. I know at the the timing isn't exactly you know traditional, but uh, it, that's a great thing too. I feel like that team uh, didn't produce a ton of big leaguers. That was a really special team. I was there for that, and a uh, very unique experience to be around something like that. I'm sure people will appreciate uh, the history of that as well. Never too late for a championship ring. Right. Everyone's going to love that. Um, you mentioned too, before, you know, the, the mini golf thing, you guys got a new super fun zone, anything you can reveal that's going out there along with the mini golf. Yeah. We're trying to create a bunch of different games to throw out there. You know, there were in the past inflatables, So we've kind of moved that out and built that a, a sort of, you know, a, it's a nine hole golf course. There's going to be some really fun pieces involved with that. We're putting, um, we're putting a, a, a draft beer bar out there as well. Uh, there may be a shipwreck. Uh, we're just creating a, uh, a place to hang out. You know, I think it's changed. People aren't looking for just to sit in a seat all game. You want to walk around and see a lot of really cool things. And um, that's what our goal is to kind of create a, a lot of different experiences that you can have in the park outside of just watching the game the entire time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else that I, I didn't bring up? I know like from the pickles, you've got, you know, the pickle bot. So robot umpires, if that's coming to the ballpark, you've got some experience with robot umps. It sounds like, I mean, you guys had concerts. Yeah. DB Cooper night out there. You had uh, future baseball night. What, what was future baseball night? What can, what can people expect if you bring that here? <laughs> well, future baseball was pretty exciting. Uh, you know, it was, it was really, a, and it's interesting. I mean, obviously major league baseball has been really great at this and trying new things to speed up the game. Um, this was a thing we threw out there and we, we wanted, we wanted to create something and we did this on sort of a non-league night, but we wanted to create an, an opportunity to see what, if you just tweaked a few rules, how that would change um, the game. And, you know, one of the things we did was, you know, there were only two outfielders. Um, one of the most most interesting rules was um, a batter has the choice to run to third base or first base um, when they're, you know, getting a hit. But they have to continue in that direction. So it's very <laughs> interesting when all of a sudden it does make sense to have a left-handed catcher and throwing down a third instead of first. And, uh, and it was really fun. I, I mean, I think that, you know, players tried new things and it was interesting. And I thought it, it, it created a, a level of strategy um, that was different than it would normally um, than you would normally expect. And every batter became interesting because you weren't sure what was going to happen. You could lay down a bunt and run to third. It it just kind of throws off everything you're sort of traditionally known as how you would play, you know, run a, a regular play. So it was it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, and I think we've seen a lot of experimentation with rules. And I think Major League Baseball has done, like I said, a great job of this, seeing how quick these games are moving now. I think that was the goal of just trying out new rules and seeing what what's, what's, what could stick. I would watch that. I would absolutely watch that. I mean, I, I am a traditionalist when it comes to baseball. Like, not necessarily traditionalist, but I mean, I love love the sport for for all the stuff, all its history. But I would watch that. I'm, I love the new pitch clock. I think it's going to be fine. We haven't noticed any differences in the minors. Uh, it's been perfect. I, I'm as much as traditional as I am. I prefer the DH. So anything that makes the game more fun and people come out, I'm I'm all for it because uh, I think in recent years baseball has fallen behind other sports and 
whatever you can do to grow the game, I think is important. And that's especially true at the minor level like we've already discussed. Is there anything else that I, I didn't bring up that you're really excited about? Maybe a specific promotion or just anything in general that you know, you're looking forward to most opening night. I know is April 6th. I'm sure the first game is, is uh, very much start at the top of your calendar. Yeah, Thursday, April 6th uh, is opening opening day. Uh, we're really excited about just getting that. Like I said, I, I'm excited for everyone to see all the new things. Um, we've got, you know, it's it's everything's new from all brand new signage. We've got some great promotions this year. We've got a new lighthouse um, over the, we have a great lighthouse tarp over um, the bleacher section in left field. Uh, and if, if, if any home run hits that lighthouse, uh, everyone in the stands is going to win a free car wash from uh, Classic Auto Group. So we've got a lot of fun, engaging aspects like that um, all around the park and different things that are going to be happening throughout. So he said it keep, keeps you interested in the game, keeps a lot of fun things happening. Um, but there's there's a lot of those things. We're going to start on the six and continue to grow this. Um, and I think we're really going to hit our stride by June, July. There's just a ton of promotions and fun things. And hey, you may see Dylan the Pickle out there. You may see Lil P, you may see other mascots. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, we, you know, a lot of fun things. I don't want to ruin any of the surprises yet. I want everyone to get to experience it as a, as it happens. I'm looking forward to being there and seeing all the changes. I think this is going to breathe some, you know, fresh air and, and some exciting, exciting life into the captain's baseball brand. Uh, the last time we saw a local minor league team with a new, you know, new ownership come in, it was down in Akron. And uh, I can tell you, I'm sure you've probably talked to them or people around the area. Akron has had a lot of success with the things they've been doing. And uh, I am sure people will res respond to Lake County and all the new stuff just as well. Thank you. They've Akron's an unbelievable job. And and it's our, our, our goal is to be, you know, to really turn things around and build the way they've done, they have as well. And uh, it's a, it's, it's great to both be associated with the guardians. We feel like we're just part of a real big team together and, uh, and that's what's fun. I, I think what's great is we all have feel like we're all we're all chipping in. We're all, you know, we're all Guardians fans now, and we're all kind of helping build this future and being a part of it. It's it's really exciting. So thank you for your support of this. We we're excited for this season and the seasons beyond. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope. What do you think? The just real quick, if you can go to the top of your head, it's been twenty seasons in Lake County. What what do the next twenty seasons look like now that we've hit this milestone here? Oh, they're going to be outstanding. I think this is, you know, it's great that you, it's great to have 20 years because you, I think you've seen, I mean, I'm a history sports, sports history buff. I love that there, that there's, there's history. You get to do things, you get to make mistakes, you get to learn from mistakes. You get to say, you know, that logo we didn't like, or that now it's nice to bring those things back. Um, you've got things in the park that worked and things that didn't work. I'm really excited because I think we're ushering in a new, a new generation of fans. What I think has been really exciting is for 20 years, you saw people, you know, kids grow up at this park. Um, and I think for whatever reasons, they haven't been back recently. But I think we're now being able to say, hey, come out and bring your young kids um, and now experience this as a dad, because you're going to love the beer selection much more as a dad than you did as a kid. Uh, you're going to love this experience and you're going to love to do this with your kids. I think what's really fun is, you know, this is bonding time with beer. So, you know, bring out your family, bring out the kids. There's so much to do for everyone. And that's kind of, I think, what our goal is. We need to bring those people back and have new experiences. And the same with the new generation of people. Our, our responsibility is to, to bring out young kids, um, you know, teenagers, kids in their 20s, 30s. Everyone's welcome out here. You know, if you're 85 years old and you're a baseball purist, bring your scorecard. Everyone's welcome who's passionate about sports and passionate about the game and the community. If you want to have fun, we want you there. Um, and, and my job is to go out there and make sure everyone feels invited 
um, because that's that we we know it's going to be incredible, and we just the more people there is going to create the best vibe possible for everybody else. So um, our goal is to make sure that if you weren't there, you've got FOMO and you missed out on something incredible, and that should be you know that's that's our goal every single night. I know I'm definitely going to have FOMO. I'm going to be in Jamaica during the the random Jersey night, but uh, I will be missing out on that for sure. That's going to be an exciting one. Uh, that's great. You know, you're going to grow the game and, and pa- that's how it gets passed on generation to generation and getting people to come back and, and bring their kids. Absolutely. I agree with that. That's why minor league baseball is important to grow the game. And uh, that's an excellent point. Well, that feels like a great, good note to wrap it up on Alan. Thanks for doing this. And uh, we will see you out there April 6th. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Justin. you guys enjoyed the interview with Alan Miller, I was really glad he gave us a lot of his time and uh, certainly enthused by his uh, interest in minor league baseball and his background. He seems like he's very passionate about baseball and sports and just the overall idea of connecting um, people to their community and, and baseball and, and certainly seems like a baseball PRS, but also understands minor league baseball is a whole different beast. And uh, I think his background and experience is going to make it really interesting and he's going to do a lot of new things for uh, Lake County. I'm definitely jazzed up for it. I'm excited to see the changes this year, and um, I think there's going to be a lot of new things at the ballpark. So definitely appreciate Alan taking the, taking his time to talk to us, and um, excited to see what all of you think and and um, what you guys end up doing this year if you guys end up out at the ballpark. A uh, couple observations from spring training just before we get out of here on this week's episode. So uh, obviously everyone wants to talk about Mike Capriz. Mike Capriz is having a great spring getting a lot of opportunities. That's really good. Um, kind of seems like a reward for him getting invited to major league spring training. You know, he wasn't put on the 40 man roster last off season when he was real five eligible. Nobody took him. Um, not a surprise either, either way of those, but I feel like the camp invite was, was part of just rewarding him and needing a camp body at first base because they continue to play John Kenson on the outfield. And um, the only other first baseman are Bell Naylor and, Joe Naranjo and David Fry and, and Naranjo is just from minor league camp and Fry is there, but they also want to get him other spots. So it kind of felt like they needed a camp body, but also a reward for Prees as well. But he's done a lot with his opportunities and, and, you know, as far as spring training numbers go, there's not much you can take from it, but when you're playing and you're, doesn't matter who you're playing against, you know, it, it, it certainly matters a lot more that it's against major league major league pitching. And he's, he's faced a little bit, so far, I wouldn't say he's faced anyone really outstanding or with a ton of big league experience, but the best thing you can do is when you're in a game as a minor leaguer in major league spring training is at least go out there and perform and do well. Um, if you go out there, at least people are, are taking notice of you. And that's the biggest thing you can do is, is make people pay attention to you, no matter what you're doing on the field out there. So uh, seems to be doing well, every at bat being in every at bat extra base hits and just doing as much as he can with his playing time. You know, today he's in right field as I'm recording this. That's the first we've seen of him in right field in spring training. He's played first. He's played a little bit left. I haven't seen him in right field in pro ball yet. He was a center fielder back in high school. I think college as well. I haven't seen him there in the, as a, in the pros. And I don't know if he ever will, but um, good to see him get more experiences outside of first base. You know, I think them moving Noel to the outfield or trying him in the outfield has really hurt Preez's versatility. He had to play first base as a result because Noel took priority as a prospect, and that's understandable. But um, for my money, Noel is a first baseman long-term, and I think Priest could play the outfield. So it's kind of funny they're doing it that way. But I think Noel has certainly put himself on his – or I should say Priest has put himself on their their radar quite well with his spring training. And just what he did last year, like I said, this is a bit of a reward, so this doesn't change anything. Um, I did hear 
from a friend of Mike Capri's, a former teammate, that he trained with Josh Bell in the offseason. So I thought that was cool to hear. He uh, went back and got and grad or got his uh, courses done to graduate college as well. So he's had a busy offseason between school and working out with Josh Bell. That can only mean good things for him. He uh, has an interesting background as a pitcher too, and we're just learning a lot about him. And I think if if Mike Capri's were you know two years younger, I think we'd be talking about him as a real legitimate prospect. That doesn't mean he is, but I think he'd be getting some more hype. Um, could be one of those guys that, that shows up and, and ends up having a good major league career despite not being on anybody's radar. Um, not sure um, if we will see him in Cleveland. I, I, I just really don't know if if there's room for him in Cleveland. He's not on the 40. They have Noel, and I don't know what his future looks like. They definitely are going to need a first baseman uh, in the future, especially if Josh Bell has the kind of season you know, that we think he can have and, and he wants to have in, in 2023. Um, so it, it's really hard to um, know what Breeze's future is here. I think he could be a minor league free agent at the end of the season. So if that's the case, then uh, who knows what's going to happen with him? You know, I don't, I know it feels like he hasn't been around that long, but remember he got drafted in 2018 or 2019, didn't play the pandemic happened. Then, he, you know, 2021 was kind of a limited year for him. And then, um, Last year, he had his first full season. He did he did pretty well. So, um, and it, like I said, it hasn't been long for him, but um, he's been in the system since 2019. So 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, that's five years. So um, I think he'll have one more year then. So not quite a minor league for agent at the end of the season. Um, he'll go to Columbus this season. Also wanted to talk a little bit about Lake County as well. Um, I don't want to go too much into, into camp stuff as far as minor leaguers go. It's not like you're going to get a lot there. Joey Cantillo on Sunday, March 5th, was originally scheduled, according to Saturday's game notes on the 4th, he was scheduled again to his first Major League Spring training game. Um, then he was not on the roster the morning of the 5th, so I'm not sure what happened there, so hopefully he's okay. Um, was really looking forward to it. It wasn't on TV anyway, but I was looking forward to him getting into his first Major League game. Maybe he will when the game is on TV. Will Brennan's had a great spring. At least he's hitting. He's facing plenty of competition. If you go to baseball reference, and look at spring training stats, there's one thing you can do, and, and still take this with a ton's grain of salt, but they have a uh, opponent quality score on there, and they'll rank it 1 to 10 on the opponent quality that, that people are facing, whether it's pitchers or hitters. So if you're facing a 10 on the 1 to 10 scale, it's you're facing major league talent in spring training. If it's 8, it's AAA. If it's 1, it's you know not good. 1 to 3, not 1 and a half to 3, not good. So I'll just point out Mike Capri's uh, average for him is 6.2. So he's facing the equivalent, you know, between but double A. I mean, that doesn't mean he's facing all those guys, but it means that's the 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 average of quality he's facing. So, you know, that's why we don't take stats with, with a whole lot of certainty. Gabriel Arias is a seven. Will Brennan is a seven. So that is, you know, roughly double A uh, when you average it out. So, you know, take all those things into account as well. But Everyone's doing something different. Juan Brito has had a great spring. I mean, he he's walked seven times, struck out one. As far as spring training goes, that's great to see. There looks like it sounds like he's going to go to double A to start. Uh, I know Zach Meisel in the athletic we talked about had that, uh, that he could go to Akron, and that makes a lot of sense because they need to clear up room at the, the, minor league, the lower minor league level. So he would skip high A. The last guy that skipped high A, as a uh, young hitter was Jose Ramirez. So if uh, Juan Brito is skipping high A and going to double A this season at age 21, that is pretty good. Um, and a good indicator how they feel about him and also challenging him. Cause I think the one thing is players always dictate where they're prom- promoted to. They always tell you where they should be playing. 
And if he's telling them he should be in double A, then they'll put him in double A. That's usually how it goes, depending on, you know, playing time, of course. Um, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot else in terms of what's going on with any minor leaguers in camp. Tim Heron, you know, has, has done pretty well, thrown the ball pretty well. He'll have a better opportunity with Sam Hench's injury. I uh, hope, you know, hope Sam isn't out too long because uh, he was a big important part of that bullpen. Petey Halpin, if you haven't seen on Twitter, um, he's gotten a lot of playing time as well. I think some of that had to be had was due with to Miles Straw's knee being hurt early in camp, but he has also looked pretty good and uh, noticeably bulked up and also noticeably different stance. Looks a little more like uh, Grady Sizemore. If you haven't seen the picture, I have that out on Twitter. Um, so that's fun. And he definitely improved throughout last season and bulking up a little bit's only going to help him. Joe Lampy also has gotten a lot of uh, run as well in games coming over from minor league camp. He's done a good job, but he's been there. He's certainly inspired Jose Ramirez and Ahmed Rosario to cheer him on stealing base and stealing bases and uh, getting on base and field singles. So he is kind of personifying pretty well what this team wants him to do and what this team wants these guys to do. So those have been maybe the highlights in the first week of camp. Um, Real quick, we just, you know, we were talking to Alan Miller about the captains, and let's let's just go through real quick and talk about some of the guys that could be there this year. Unfortunately, Chase Lauder is hurt and is going to miss some time, so I don't think he'll start at Lake County, and if he does, this certainly won't be to start the season. But, um, you know, some of the guys that should be exciting is Jake Fox, who had a pretty good year as a teenager in low A. He should be there in the middle infield mix. Diane Frias, who is a sleeper prospect for a lot of people, he should be in Lake County this season, uh, depending on how things go with him in, in the uh, – World Baseball Classic in Columbia. Joe Lampy, I think, has a good chance to start at Lake County because he was uh, an advanced hitter in college and comes from a college background. So no reason to start him in low A. I'm hoping the same for Nate Furman. Maybe with Juan Brito going to double A, that opens up some more playing time and and um, that will allow Nate Furman to start in, in high A. But uh, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I think he, there's a possibility of him starting in in low way, unfortunately, but we'll see Isaiah green, part of the Francisco Lindor trade. He's got a lot to work on to swing, but you know, good batting eye, a lot of speed. He should be in Lake County to start the year. Angel Zarate, I think from coming from North Carolina was a 2022 draft pick. Um, I think he's got a lot of good skills. Great defender. He'll, he should be able to make turn, you know, run down a lot of balls in the outfield. We'll see what the bat does. He should be in Lake County. Parker Messick and Justin Campbell, both part of the 2022 draft class. I expect them to both be in Lake County. And if there's any room for them to get to Akron to pitch, they could both get to Akron fairly quickly. So I expect them to be there. I think there's a good chance Jack Leftwich comes back to Lake County. He didn't pitch a lot there last year, but I think there's a good chance he starts there, even though he probably belongs in double A and he might be. So who knows? Um, I'm wondering if Ethan Hankins, if he is ready to go, if he starts back in Lake County for a little bit before moving on to double A, I guess it depends on where he's at in his rehab and, and how he looks, but wouldn't be surprised as him in Lake County. He was not there very long. He hasn't ever pitched above low A. So having two years off, let's see. Yeah. 2020 and 2021, he didn't really pitch and then uh, didn't pitch last year. So really three years off. I, I kind of think he'd go to, to high A, but we'll see how fast they want to move him with how much time he has missed and what role he is in. Will Dion and Rodney Boone were both there for a little bit last year. I think they'll both start there just because there's not a lot of room in Akron and both those guys have things to work on couple guys I you know pitching staff is going to be absolutely loaded Reed Johnston had a really underrated year in Lynchburg and I think he has a stuff to miss bats might be a reliever but another guy who could be an interesting pitcher uh Trenton Denholm who had an up and down year but uh, has a lot of good stuff Trenton Denholm was you know I've talked about multiple times this guy I thought would have been like Tanner Bybee where he picked up some velocity and, and took off but I think he could still do that Ryan Webb coming off of Tommy John came back looked pretty good last year 
uh, the 2021 draft class. I think he'll be in Lake County. He'll be fun to watch. Hunter Stanley is a reliever. Should be pretty good. Um, Zach Petway and Tyler Thornton, all, both of his reliever relief prospects can move pretty fast. They should be in Lake County. Uh, so lots to watch for uh, when the captains start off. Lot, all levels, obviously, especially now that they're going to be on MILB TV and um, should be fun to watch in person. So try to get back to doing more of these regularly when, when time allows and, you know, when we have guests and other things like that. And um, especially as the season starts, I'm sure there'll be a lot more to do. Make sure you're checking out uh, all the prospect scouting reports over at nextyearincleveland.substack.com. I'll, I'll share the link in the description of the of the episode and, and make sure you're keeping an eye on all things there. We'll still have minor league coverage as usual throughout the season. I'll be in person as much as I can in Lake County and other affiliates as well. And we'll still have all the good daily uh, box score roundups and all things like that. So uh, stay tuned for hopefully another episode soon and make sure you are tuning in on Lockdown Guardians as we cover more things there as well and uh, over at next year in cleveland.substack.com. Thanks for listening and uh, catch you next time. We'll